What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 153 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. Matthew, what up? What up? Christmas break is over. Christmas break is over. This is officially the first episode, episode of, of this year, year. 2022. 22. Crazy. 22. Have you had to, we talked about this last week? Have you had to write down 22 yet? I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but uh, um. Yeah, I did the but, other day. It felt kind of weird. Really? Yeah. You get what do you mean it. the other day? <laughs> the other day. <laughs> like you either got today or yesterday. So. Yesterday. Okay. The first. Yeah, Actually, don't... on the first I did it, and it was just like, just doing the whole 01012122, it was just like, hey, it's almost like, weird. Yeah. Any weird, any, like, when you got to restart at the beginning, it's just kind of like, it just always feels kind of weird. Right. You have trouble just writing, period. Well, so, I mean. Especially during Christmas break. You know, Christmas break, I'd lose, like, everybody's like, it's like oh, it's the 28th. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. Is it what day? It's I been don't know. Saturday for a lot <laughs> right. of days in right. a row, so. Yeah. Uh, no, just a, a little housekeeping uh, quick. Um, uh, we've got those shirts for sale. If you haven't seen them, they're on our Facebook page. If you're not on Facebook, well, I guess uh, uh, we got some great sweatshirts uh, that uh, have a Midwest Angler Podcast logo on they them. Look sweet. They are pretty badass, but uh, we've got those for sale right now, um, and uh, this is going to be the last, I don't know, we'll probably give it, I don't know, three, four more days, and we'll be sending over that order, um, and uh, uh, they're $40, $50 if you want them shipped. Uh, you can Venmo me at Sturman21, along with your address and the size that you need that's just sweatshirts. There's nothing else to it, um, and uh yeah, I guess plain and simple, if you don't have Venmo, reach out to me. But I just, uh, the last time I did this, uh, we had a bunch of people that, yeah, I'll take this. Yeah, I'll take that. And then when you got to try to track them down to uh, get them their shirt and get the money, it doesn't happen. And so F that, you can Venmo me. But it, it, I mean, if you're serious and you just plain out don't have Venmo, whatever, reach out to me. We'll figure something out. Like, you know, I, I get it. But uh, no, that's. That is that. Yeah, you don't want to be the only one out on the ice not looking good at. It's. I mean, I mean they're guaranteed to make you catch more fish. They're guaranteed it's, to make you look good on the ice. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's if science. you're not going to catch fish, you might as well good, look good doing it. Right. And that was. That's why we had to get these because I mean Matt hasn't been catching fish and he hasn't been looking good. So it's like, that's, that's right. what can we do for this guy? And uh, these sweatshirts were. Uh, we're the answer, so uh, <laughs> now we just need to get face coverings, and I'll be complete. <laughs> yeah, paper bag. <laughs> as long as I can, I'll just put a Midwest Angler podcast sticker on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, Matt, you've been you've been hard on your gear the last couple of days. I've been trying to. You've been being hard on that shotgun. Yeah, I have been in the shack in the back end of the truck when i'm out hunting i can hear it sliding around every once in a while yeah so. that's being hard on you yeah, you're, you're, you're actually putting it in the back of your truck oh yeah you should drag that thing i know i really should i mean one of these days i need to just when i'm going down some minimum maintenance road put it up hook the rope up to the hitch and just go yeah just hard just to prove gear. you and can do it yeah somebody rolls up and says, what the hell are you doing you don't Dude, know I'm hard me. on my gear you don't know me son <laughs> you don't know you don't know how hard i am on this gear <laughs> have I, you been yeah i've been pff, god dang it have i been hard on my gear <laughs> me and my brother went uh uh 
fishing on Friday, and with how dang cold it was, it was hard on my hands and hard <laughs> on my face. I don't know how hard it was on my gear. but I, uh, I have a crazy story as far as that goes. It, it was cold the other day, and my brother Brant and I, we were out too. Yeah. And we were walking off the lake, and we were walking into the wind, and I had my striker suit on and i had the hood up over and you know you can velcro it in front of your face and stuff like that so my face was pretty protected and i was walking out and i turned around and i looked at him at one point and like half of his nose like was like white pure white and i was just like i thought it was just snow because it was kind of snowing out we were walking off and uh we walked a little bit further and i kind of turned around and i looked again and it was still like that and i i stopped i was like i went back there i was like dude i was like do you have frostbite on your nose and he's like, what are you talking about? And like, I was like, you can't feel that or anything like that. And I was, he's like, well, I got a face cut, like a head, a face mask. And I was like, yeah, you might want to put that on. So, but when we walked out, when we got back to the truck, you know, it was fine. You know, his yep. nose looked normal and stuff like that. But it was kind of weird at first. I was just like, it just, it was just frozen cold. snot. Right. That's what I thought it was too. I was like, here's this little, my snot nosed little brother behind me. <laughs> That's but, what it is. <laughs> but no, it was, so, I mean, it is, it's crazy in these temperatures, it, it can happen fast, so you gotta, yep. you gotta be careful. Yep. No. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Me and me and Eric got out on Friday, and then me and Grady got out uh, Sunday today, and uh, uh, did did a little live scoping. I feel like I got that a little bit more dialed in, and uh, um, we'll talk about that later on in the show. But uh, um, you know, one one other thing we we've gotten a lot of uh, we've gotten a lot of messages about this hard on our gear deal, and. Uh, you know, I, I think I think everyone kind of realize. You know, it. We're just doing this in good fun, guys. Settle down. If 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 you're a guy who is hard on your gear and you're kind of taking offense to this, uh, uh, my, <laughs> good, good. My, if you're taking offense to my, it, good. My, Calm down. My brother Eric. My brother Eric. He he actually says that we are kind of those guys, except with staying outside of our shacks. He sure. says, you know. He said, he "Yeah, said, he is a know, he is a shack. He's a, he's gonna get right in there, and that thing's flipping over." And he said, "You guys are the same way." He said, "You guys are always trying to act all tough, sitting outside of your shack." He said, "It'd be freaking negative ten degrees out, blowing a hundred, and you guys, you know, aren't gonna flip shack because you guys are so dang tough." He said, "Here you guys are making fun of these guys who are hard on their gear," and he said, "That's that's you guys just in a different way." I don't know. I guess there is different forms of all that stuff. I mean. Yeah, guys that are like, oh, I'll sit outside all the time. I'll sit, I, I'll sit outside in negative degree temperatures, you know. And, and, and it is all, kind of us. I mean, is, it I, is. I do that sometimes. I'm gonna I start flipping over my crap. shack. Yeah, I'm gonna start flipping over my shack just because I don't want to get made fun of for it. <laughs> but then I'm gonna make fun of you because you're sitting in your shack. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this like, I go that goes along with the whole drillers too. I, I, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's the next one that I was gonna bring up. You know, all, all these guys sit here and they talk about how many holes they drill, how many holes they drill. You know, like that's that's like the mega motor part of, you know, me- mega motors are hard on their gear. Right. Mega motors are super hard on their gear. Like they're the hardest Hard. on their gear. They, but they also, <laughs> this fact, scientific mm-hmm. fact, Scott McIntoon did the research. Uh, he showed he me did. the data and, and there's no one harder than, than a bunch of mega motors. Uh, sun's guns but uh uh mega motors always 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 drill more holes than you well exactly even if they don't have to they could drill one hole and they could be on no the super they sc- but they could and be on the super school but you know what they're gonna do still they're drill gonna, more they're gonna yeah. drill more yeah they out there 
Swiss cheese in the ice. Swiss Just Swiss cheese. cheese and you go up there and you take a look at their battery, still on full bars. But they've what? been they 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 oh Mega Motors always get more holes out of whatever drill they're running right to. it doesn't matter their you drill's know, better than yours yeah every, every, everybody with a dewalt or milwaukee five amp hour battery normally gets uh you know 15 holes through 10 inches of ice those guys 36 right guaranteed more more than you i mean i i still don't know what has more holes the lake when they get done with it or they're a pair of their boxers after a couple years <laughs> i i know the answer to that i know the answer to that i you know that when, when you, you you always get these guys, you always get these guys, you know, I drilled 150 holes yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, how, first either, of all, either first a, of all. You, I mean, I get it. If, if you're a guide and you are chasing roaming schools of perch, that is about freaking it. But if it took you 150 holes to dial in a bite. Right. You might be on the wrong lake. Right. Well, then you're just chasing them. I don't know what you're doing. Tracking them down to fish for them sometimes it takes it's like did you not like look at a gps or anything like that to kind of like get around the structure or you just i get it fish are roaming like you said but i don't know 150 holes is a lot of stinking holes like how long did so how much fishing did you actually get in it's like go fishing spend three quarter of my day drilling holes only a quarter of it fishing and still didn't catch many fish go out and drill 25 holes in a row like, honestly, right. just go out and drill 25 holes in a row. You're going to get to, like, hole 13, and you're going to be like, son of a gun, that's a lot of stinking holes. You, you, I mean, you're just getting half done. It's just like, my Lord, it's like, why do I got to drill so many holes? I want to fish, too. You want to know what else Mega Motors always have? Fastest auger. Fastest auger. Oh, God. Split Biggest second. battery. Oh. <laughs> it just. It, I think my brother Eric's got, like, a 12 amp hour or something like that. It's like Doesn't a freaking Volkswagen hanging <laughs> off the end of that Milwaukee. <laughs> Hell, that's a Buick. That's a dang Buick. It's an old Oldsmobile right there. Yep. I don't know. T- send, send us some other. Send us some some messages about people that are hard on their gear. Hard about their you know gear. just Mega Motors, Mega Motors, the guys who are always. I mean, they fish harder than you. They catch more fish than you. They drill more holes than you, and they are way freaking harder on their gear than you. That's right. That's I can't right. wait till I'm out fishing sometime and somebody comes up and tells me that they're pretty hard on their gear. Do you, mar- you gonna, army crawl through the parking lot to get gonna, out here to the lake? I'm you just, ain't near hard enough, old I'm, son. I'm going to laugh. I'm just going to. That's why we, everybody should have just like an old cheap rod in their in their bucket or in their Just rod to slam case. it in the door in front of somebody. Just to slam it on the ice. Take it and snap it and be like, you're not as hard as that. <laughs> How hard are you, old son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but isn't there isn't there a movie called like Get Hard or something? Or, I think so. Something. God, I feel like that. I feel like that is a good movie. I'm gonna ask my brother. I feel like that was the one that he he really liked. But uh, you think old Ryan Hale's hard on his gear? Uh, I don't know if he's real hard on his gear, but he might be. I I got a feeling that Ryan's the type of dude that's gonna take the time to uh, properly store his gear yeah, and he takes and, uh, care of it. Yep. Yep. I mean. He's a guide, so I mean, he could be hard on his gear, but uh, um, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Ryan Hale of Hale's Guide Service is our guest this week. Uh, Ryan's over there in the Iowa Great Lakes, and uh, um, yeah, we've uh, uh, we've been wanting to get Ryan on here for uh, uh, a while, and it, it worked out now that uh, we're 
entering into ice season and uh he's got a big tournament coming down the pipe that we want to talk to him about uh, a lot of money on the line and uh um i'm officially signed up now so um now that i'm officially signed up now we can uh broadcast it to the masses and hopefully fill that sucker up for him um so yeah i guess uh i guess that's that we'll uh we'll get over to ryan and we're joined today by Ryan Hale of Hale's Guide Service over in the Okaboji, uh, Iowa Great Lakes area. Ryan, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. How are you and Matt doing? Doing mighty good over here. Good, good. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, oh, thanks, I, yeah, thanks yeah. for taking the time to sit down and chat with us. You bet. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys, uh, you must have been running out of guests or something to stoop this slow to get me on there, right? <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> that 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 was when we had a Lorathon. That was that yeah, was okay. absolutely the bottom of the barrel there. <laughs> yeah. So so now you're moving back up. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we're saying. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, Ryan, how how long you been guiding over there on the Iowa Great Lakes? 2022 will be my 19th year of guiding. Oh wow. And is that so, you? Is that a full time deal or, or part time? Nope. So what I do is usually about mid May. Uh, that's when the guiding season starts for me, and it's pretty busy. It's it's like nonstop busy from mid May to about mid August. Okay. Kind of corresponds with the kids getting out of school, um, summer vacations. All the vacationers are rolling into the area, and then when they go back to school or college, you know, it slows down for a lot of us guides. So, but I've, uh, I've guided every 12 months out of the year. You know what I mean? I've had trips in every single month. Wow. Do you, do you prefer the summer guiding over the winter guiding? Yes. I tell you what, I used to do it, um, full time year round for, oh, I don't know, three or four years. And I've backed off on that, uh, ice trips. You know, I'm, I'm getting older now, and it's it's a lot of labor. You know, you're dragging people's stuff out, and that uh, ice guiding anymore is kind of a young man's game. Oh, I believe oh, that. It, it, just yeah. just getting out by myself is like, <laughs> God dang it! <laughs> I know, and then and then you're throwing the whole punching on top of it, and you know, it's it's a lot of work. Right. Oh yeah. You know, most of us we can go out, and if if we're not finding fish, we can kind of be like, well, all right, we'll just load up and you know head home and stuff like that but when you're out there with clients it's like you're you're trying you're working your tail off to try to get them on the fish and you know the other thing is too is it's kind of my time of the season to like refresh oh yeah yep. you know what i mean and recharge the batteries and i do do a few trips a year uh through the ice of course but not not like i used to okay well what's your favorite species to be chasing over there you know, that's a good question, and the best answer for that is whatever's biting, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. that's the truth. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, guys, I used to be such a hardcore walleye guy, you know, and I did walleye tournaments all over. Well, that's a tough deal in the summer. Yeah. And when I first started guiding, I probably wasn't a very, you know, like well-rounded angler, and you better learn. you you got to know how to catch them all, man. You know, you got to catch bass. Got to learn how to throw some stuff from muskies and northerns. You know, you, your panfish is your bread and butter, of course. Yep. So it, it just forced me to become a better angler is what it did. Now, but, no you know, here's, that's a, I'm sorry, Sky, I didn't mean to interrupt nope, you. Nope, not at like, all. Let her buck. So, like, if I'm out by myself and, you know, just have a day or two off and I want to go chase something, 
I really enjoy chasing smallmouth. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, Can't they're just an awesome. Yeah, they're awesome fish. What's your favorite way to catch them? Um, well, finesse fishing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, tubes, wacky worms, any. I'm just a finesse guy. I grew up on this clear water, and I just that's what I'm comfortable with. Now, do you think that the introduction of the yellow bass has kind of helped your guiding a little bit? Because it always seems like, you know, if if you're wanting to catch something, you can usually find a pretty active school of yellow bass. Yes, that that's a great question too because. You know, we were all worried when they first show up. In fact, I remember catching my first ones on a walleye weekend. We used to run over to Clear Lake and beat up on them in the spring before guide season started, you know. Mm -hmm. And I always enjoyed catching them. I mean, they're fun to catch. They're great to eat. And then, boom, they show up here. So, yeah, I mean, yellow bass, there's a lot of times where that's what we're catching. Yep. Well, I mean, and you can you can take a take a guide trip out and, you know, go after the bass, go after the muskie, but you can still go and, and, you know, finish off a day or start a day, uh, you know, by, by catching a pile of those, if, if they're looking for a fish fry. Yes. And so a lot, a lot of my client base, you know, um, they're only fishing maybe one or two days a year and it's with me. Mm -hmm. So a lot of mine, you know, you kind of build up your client base and I would say, Oh, approximately like 75, 80% of my clients are repeat people. Okay. They come back every year, basically the same week. Hey, Ryan, you know, we're going to be there these two days. We want to fish with you. And, uh, that's their time of year to put some fish in the freezer. Yep. Yep. You know, if, if that's what they want to do, you know, they, they want to catch enough so they can have a few fish fries during, you know, during the year. So, yeah, Absolutely. What what's your favorite lake to hit over there? Oh boy, that's that's a that is a tough question too because <laughs> you know each of those lakes have a, has their own special appeal, right? Yep. And you know I like east early because it warms up quicker, right? And then I like east later in the fall because it cools down quicker. So basically, I would say from like mid June to mid August, I'm over on west. Uh, West is a hard lake to to beat fishing wise because it it produces some big fish, and it, and it's so fun to fish. You know, you got drop offs and rock piles and weed lines. It's it's a great lake. So if to answer your question, I'd say if I had to pick one, only one to fish the rest of my life, it'd probably be West Okaboji. Without the pleasure boaters, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know that's a crazy thing. So I went up. Um, and I don't mean to get off subject, guys. No, but, no there is no off subject. <laughs> no, we okay. haven't even gotten into gas station pizza yet. <laughs> right. yeah, which is great, too, right? <laughs> so when I was up in Mille Lacs in September, I fished with two guides up there, right? In late September, chasing smallies. And, you know, so I'm throwing questions at these guides, right? And I'm watching the water. And, I mean, there's no jet skis. There's no pleasure boaters, right? And everywhere I go, they say, oh, man, we've heard about Okaboji, how crazy it gets in the summer, you know. So <laughs> being a guide on these waters, it's a little bit tough for all of us because we deal with stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. But it's just as much their lake as it is the yeah, fishing part lake, too. Right. You know, because that, that's just what they chose to do, you know. Yep. 
Have, have you ever had any wild stories like where, you know, a jet ski gets a little too close or, or maybe a tube gets a little too close to your boat? Oh yeah. So <laughs> these are awesome questions because I have Lake patrol right in my phone yeah. and <laughs> through all these years, I have called them several times. I believe it. Yeah. I, I have had jet skis go by us so close that it's so all of us in the boat. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, crazy, you know, or, or you're blasting on a horn because you think, gosh, does that guy see us? You know, big old pleasure boat, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's stuff, there's stuff that happens up here. That's just a little bit crazy, you know? <laughs> and he tips his beer at you as he goes by. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, sorry about yeah, that. You know, yep. Sorry. You know, they, and they really, cause they haven't fished very much. They really don't understand, I guess the etiquette in it, you know, <laughs> right. They're thinking, why is that boat just sitting there? Yeah. Like, why yeah, aren't they yeah. moving? Yeah. Because they want to make their run. Right. right. And there's times where they think that we're in their way and yep. yeah, it just, we all got to work together. Right. That's for oh, yeah. sure. You you got any wild stories? I mean, some bad weather. Or have you ever had oh. anyone fall out of your boat? I mean, what what's the craziest you got? Uh, uh, you know, I've always thought that when I'm done doing this, I should write a book. Yeah. You know, because you know there there's and all of us guides up here. I think every guide in the whole United States or the world could tell you stories, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I never thought you'd have to deal with that," right? But yeah, I've had, I've had some crazy stuff happen, you know, um, I've had people throw up in the boat. I've had, uh, emergencies, bathroom type emergencies in the boat, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I've, I have, I had a lady that was eight and a half months pregnant in my boat one time, Ooh. you know? Yeah. So, which we had a great day. We had a blast, but you know, my mind's always thinking, I think, man. Yeah, that this would be the <laughs> ultimate story to deliver a baby out here in this yeah. boat today. You know, I don't know if that'd be the ultimate story. I don't need to be. <laughs> I don't know. Get the you net. Know, Get the net. Caught a seven pounder. It was a boy. It's in the yeah. slot. You know, all of us guys are a little bit. I don't know if you want to say self-centered or a little conceited, or right. So we're, you know, there's times where you're always trying to one up the other guides. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I just want to be the first guy on the block that delivered a baby in this boat out there. Is what I wanted. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know who's going to clean that mess up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we'll hire somebody. I mean, Chad, we can hire Chad to clean up That'd that stuff. That'd be a perfect right? job for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, like, you know, we're talking about most of us guides up here. Most of us have other jobs to fall back on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, I think, I think pretty much like John Grosvenor's technically the only one that just guides, right? Okay. You know, um, a lot of us, you know, Burnsy drives the truck in the off season. You know, I help at Oak Hill. I still coach high school track. Chad Lareth, I think he's still uh, selling extended warranties over the phone, isn't he, on vehicles? <laughs> he keeps calling me. I, I keep hanging up on him when I see it's him. But as, if that's what he wants, I didn't realize it. Yeah, I, I think that's what he does. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah it's I thought he crazy. was Tuesday night at Zippers. <laughs> that could be too, right? I believe that. <laughs> now, now you uh, you run the bait shop there at at Oak Hill. Is that what you do? Yep. So anyway, I manage the hookup. At, you know, so Oak Hill, we have our marina. Yep. Which has been there forever, right? And then you know the, the outdoor store is kind of a new deal. It's been there three years. Over the big yeah. corner in Milford. 
Yes, yep, the intersection of 71 and 86. And we actually have, there's actually three stores in that one building. You know, we have the outdoor store, like your hunting apparel and whatnot. We have Oak Hill at home so the ladies can shop, right? And and then we have the hookup, the tackle store. So there's actually three stores in that building. My brother said, uh, you know, with the beer in there, he, he doesn't really see any reason to ever leave there. <laughs> well, and... You know, that's, that's a, you know, it's really cool because you talk to customers and whatnot. And I have heard, I mean, countless times, like, this is the coolest place we have ever shopped because we can buy a beer or a Bloody Mary and we can shop. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. So. It's like it, a it's barefoot a, bar mixed with a Cabela's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> You know, and it's it's gaining traction. I mean, we're getting, uh, you know, we're we're just building on things and stuff. So, when I first started, uh, Tim Sather's the owner, and when I first started there, I actually worked up at the marina. Okay. And then they brought me down to the outdoor store. Oh, probably fourteen, fifteen months ago. Yeah. So just trying to get the hookup dialed in a little bit, I guess you'd say. And, yeah. and then you guys like do weekly reports on the fishing and the ice conditions and everything like that over there, don't you? Yeah. So um, every every week we do an updated report, and we it used to be called the fishing report, right? So, but there's so many of us in there that hunt too, so we changed the name to the actual outdoor report, so we we can cover like everything outdoor related it's instead of just fishing we talk hunting we talk everything you know mm-hmm. yep and and it's nice you know it's kind of like you guys you got to line up weekly guests and stuff which that that can be working itself too because you got to work around their schedule too you know oh yeah oh, we yeah. know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it's trying to get uh, everybody on the same time frame i guess but yeah it's uh you know i, I think we get a lot of positive feedback and i hope you guys do too because that you know that's like man this is worth it you know yep absolutely what is what is the current bite like over there okay so i've been what's crazy is i've been on eight different bodies of water now and i'm not trying to brag i'm just saying i've been on eight different bodies this season but i've only been on one of the lakes up there so far oh all right. that's uh that's Minnewasta. okay so my typical year on ice fishing is I can get down and fish these smaller waters way before we have safe ice up there, right? Yep. Because I, I love to ice fish, so I'm chomping at the bit. And Actually, Chad and I were out. Um, we were on two or three inches. <clears throat> you have you my know. sympathy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of cool because Chad, Chad really, really excels at that big water fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that snowmobile that's just set up. It's awesome, you know. So he's more of a run-and-gun type guy, you know. Yep. And when I had him down here on these farm ponds I fish, he, he had told me it had been like 20 years since he'd been on a farm pond. Really? Yeah, and that's what I really like. I mean, there's so many people that have farm ponds or little 25, 38 public lakes. Those things can be sleepers, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I found Definitely. out today my uh, my son caught a thirteen inch perch on a, on a farm pond today. Oh, that's awesome, isn't yep. it? Oh yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that's a big perch. Dang yeah. right, it was amazing. Yeah. So anyway, I've only been on Minnewasta, um, but you know, I'll slowly start working. Uh, you know, the ice is getting really. We we've had like the perfect ice making conditions because we've had no snow on the ice. Yep. 
So yeah, there's, there is a lot of people. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but there's a lot of people out, you know, up on the Iowa Great Lakes last oh. couple of weeks. Yep. No, it's the bites, the bites good over there right now. You know, and it's, it's kind of crazy because, you know, there's always somewhere where those fish are going, right? Yep. I mean, oh gosh, you should have been on East or you should have been on Spirit. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's so many options, you know? Yep. Well, that's, it, that's it, the it, nice thing about it over there. We talk to a lot of people that come over. It's like, well, you can go over to West and, you know, and fish different bays if you want to jump around to those. And if they're not biting there, if you want to go try to East, if you want to go down to the lower lakes, if you want to go up to Spirit Lake, I mean... I mean, you got tons of options over there that you can really hit in a day or a weekend if you really want to. Sure, and you know, you know, although none of our lakes are huge, they're big by Iowa standards, right? Yeah. But when you add all this water that's there in Dickinson County, I mean, it's a pretty good, it's a big watershed, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's absolutely, for sure. absolutely. You know, I mean, you look at. Uh, you look at east alone you know and east is about geez you know that's miles long you know i mean so many options you just think you watch every year and there's areas that don't even get touched you know mm-hmm. for sure for sure so yeah it's it's a cool place it is it's a special place now ryan we've we've talked to you know now a little bit about uh, your pleasure fishing and your guide fishing but uh you actually used to do some tournaments back in the day um, and, and, and still do as, as a tournament director, but, uh, t- talk about you, you fished some of the trap attacks back in the day that were on Okaboji. Talk about some of those. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I don't know if you guys know it, but the first trap attack that was ever held was on West Okaboji. And you were there? Uh, I wasn't there for the first okay. one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's been a long time ago, you know? Yep. But uh, everybody, if you if you talk to a lot of anglers, there's always been that special appeal to come sight fish West Okaboji bluegills. Yep. You know, and it it is it's a special appeal. But you know, uh, those trap attacks were fun, and that that's a two team or two man format, right? You know, there was two anglers per team. Yep. And. Uh, you know, it it was cool. I fished a fish a couple of those and you, you kinda realize, you know, you think you're a pretty good angler. But some of those dudes that show up to fish those tournaments, man, they're just a whole nother level of angler, you know it? Oh, they definitely are. You know, they are good and you you kinda find out like, you know, they've got jobs that, you know, maybe they work construction or something where they have this extended period off in the winter. And they might not fish hardly at all in the summer, right? There's a lot of ice guys that don't summer fish or open water fish, right? Yep. And they just, man, there's some good, good anglers out there. So how many years did you fish those? I fished them, geez, I want to say three years. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was always, me and my partners, I had a couple different partners, but we always finished, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe middle of the pack or maybe top, you know, top 40%, I guess. Um, which, you know, that ain't, that ain't very good, but I always thought, man, if you can beat half the anglers in a tournament, at least you got that going for you. Right. Yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, because those dudes, they were just good, you know, and, and boy, you know, you started seeing more and more of those one man shacks showing up, you know, (laughs) you know, because, 
Heck, it, it was, it's hard to pull two man shacks around, you know, yeah. and, and Dave Gantz and then everyone started, you know, like, Oh my goodness. The augers are so much better. You know, back in the day, I remember hand cranking on old more hand augers and you'd be wore out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now you can buzz through the ice in a matter of seconds and everything's just gotten more, uh, you know, you're more efficient on the ice, of course. Yep. Now, yep. now that ended up uh you ended up starting to run your own tournaments as the tournament director how did that uh, transition to to being the director okay so kind of you know the trap attacks kind of actually stopped you know yep and we were without like any tournaments up here for a while right and i thought you know i'm gonna get one started and uh i'm gonna do it a little different you know because you know how it is on when on some tournaments, you know, maybe you and your tournament partner don't like there's decisions that have to be made. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not, you know, you're clashing with what decisions need to be made. You know, do we fish little Emerson or do we fish big Emerson? You know? Yep. And, uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to do a tournament and I'm going to go to one man teams. So it's all on you. Right. You, you can't blame your partner on this. It's all on you. <laughs> yep. But anyway, so I started that tournament, and the first year I had uh, 41 or 42 teams, okay? And then uh, the next year, we bumped it up to 60 teams, my second and third year, right? And we would fill, this is no kidding, we'd uh, get the permit from Mike Hawkins up there at the hatchery, right? Yep. And we would fill 60 teams by, like, no later than, like, November 1st. It was full. Well, and that's crazy because that was, you know, the, that was before Facebook. That was, you know, yes. yeah, that I mean, was, it's yeah. not like you were advertising on Facebook and, and I mean, word just got around. Yes, word got around. And, you know, it is a, you know, ice angling. Everybody seems to know him or her or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, so it, it was a good deal. So we filled that thing up and I had a waiting list. You know, I'd actually have a waiting list, like 20 guys. And, you know, so if someone said they couldn't make it, then I'd call the first guy on the list. Hey, you can get in. But it it was a cool deal, you know. I had uh, uh, three different winners all three years, you know. And you even had some cowboys from Nebraska make their way up for it, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the Cox family, I mean, those guys can catch fish out of mud puddles, right? <laughs> sand or, puddles. Or cat, yeah, sand puddles. <laughs> or, or cattle tanks. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I think they put a lot of those fish and just raise them and then say they caught them, you know, out of a, you know, a lake or whatever. Yeah, but that's I think their they secret. Just, they, yeah, it's a, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> they got a wading pool in Zach's basement. <laughs> they're, well, you know, I mean, whatever works, right? Right. Yeah. But they're, you know, them are some good guys, man. The Cox family is some good, good people. Yeah, about as about as good as it comes. You know, just hardworking family. They do anything for you, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, and, and fun too. But actually, one year I had the tournament. Um, do you guys know Tristan? Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's about the same age as my oldest boy Cole. And that one year, you know, they're fifteen or sixteen fishing this tournament, right? And uh, they both got top tens. Really? Uh, that's cool. Out, out of 60 teams, and you know, and I, I mean, that's just impressive. This shows, you know, geez, these, these kids are pretty dang good anglers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can catch them. 
<laughs> they can catch them. But yeah, it was it was good. And then uh, Tej from Recycled Fish, he kind of wanted to take over the tournament. Yep. So I handed it off to him, and then he ran it another two or three years, and then it, for whatever reason, I don't know what happened. They just quit having it again. So that's that's why we started it again at Oak Hill. Now, now let's talk about that. Uh, it's called the Iowa Ice Classic, and uh, I think it's the first weekend in February, correct? Yes. Yeah, so the tournament day is actually February 5th. Okay. Which is a Saturday. Yep. Um, same type of format, one-man teams. We'll have a rules meeting at right there at Oak Hill the night prior. Try to get everybody out of there, you know, yep. as quick as we can. Go over rules, and then we usually feed everybody too. You know, if they want to show up and have a few beers and eat some chili, we feed everybody too. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it's a cool deal. I just hope people like it. You know. Oh yeah, no, it's it, it was a lot of fun last year, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun again this year. Now, th- tell us some details about this tournament. Now, is it? the best what 10 bluegills is that what it is yep it's your 10 best bluegills or 10 biggest bluegills however you want to say it you know yeah and uh it's on little emerson so we don't fish big emerson bay it's too hard for us to please because we we don't have a staff of 20 volunteers right Mm -hmm. yep so we keep it on an even playing field and in little emerson and that's where i was held mine too was in little emerson yep so everybody's on an even playing field in there and you know, I mean, you remember last year, the weather was brutal. Oh, right? it was oh really cool. God. Uh, oh, I, mean, cool. I mean, cold and windy, but I think like 20 teams still weighed their 10-man limit, you know? I I weighed my 10, I weighed my 10 fish, but I think I got last place of everyone who, who weighed 10. <laughs> there might have been some people that only had seven that weighed more than right. me, but I, I got but, my 10. But, you know, it's crazy as you look at the conditions there, everybody's like, oh, man, we're going to struggle today or we won't catch fish. Man, everyone's too good anymore. They're going to catch fish. I mean, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Somebody's yeah. always going to. Yeah, there was no hole hopping, though. No. <laughs> no, you know, guys did right away, and then they knew better. It was just too cold to function, you know. But you, you just never know what the weather is going to throw at you, right? How how cold was it that day? I. I mean, it, I mean, it, it would be like down to negative 20 or something like that. Like I was going to say, it, was, was, it was something stupid. It was really cold. It, it was cold. Yeah, it was almost like, you know, yesterday's conditions. Yep. Right? Yep, exactly. You know? I, I <laughs> just, <you're> just, <laughs> yeah, I just know, showed people. up to, to talk to everybody at the end. I was, it was nice, though. I got to jump in the, the Suburban with Ryan and <laughs> gave me a nice warm ride out there to everybody. Yeah, well, that's always p- positive, too, you know. And <laughs> And we'll, uh, you know, top five will get plaques, just like last year. Yep. Uh, Big Fish, um, you know, Roadside Minnow is donating on top of the entries. Everybody throws in five bucks for Big Fish, right? Yep. And then Roadside Minnow is donating $2,000 check to whoever catches the biggest bluegill during this tournament. Wow. So that is, like, unheard of in the ice fishing world. I mean, it is crazy. So... You know, money-wise, if we fill it up with 60 teams and then the Big Fish Award from Roadside, it'd be a $2,300 check if you, whoever catches the biggest bluegill. And then if it if it fills up, how much is the first place pot? You know, I don't know until we fill it up or whatnot, but I I don't know. what Last year, I think 
you know, I think the top guy gets like $600 for winning. I was going to say, so, I mean, if it, if it fills up and and you would happen to get big fish and first place, because there's a good chance of that. uh, Yes. I mean, you could walk away with three grand or or right in that ballpark for a, for a $55 investment. Right. Right. And that, yeah. Last year, our buddy Blair got first. He got a big th- fish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Biggie got first, and and yes, uh, uh, second place was Blair. Or yeah, I think Blair got second place plus the uh, big fish, and I think Blair, yeah, walked away thousand bucks ahead. Right. Yeah, he yeah. had a nice little payday. Yeah, that that's a good deal, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's awesome. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what how I, it's not filled already. Like, well, I I don't know either. I know some people. You know, I've had. Here's the crazy thing is I've had tons of calls. Right. Yep. And hey, do you got any openings? Yeah, we still do. Well, we're sending four entries or we're sending three entries. They just haven't showed up yet. And I realize people get busy in life and maybe they have kids that got to go to a basketball tournament or a wrestling tournament, you know. And I think a lot of those guys that used to fish my tournament, I just think they're so busy with raising kids right now that it's, it is hard to get away, you know. Oh, it definitely is. Well, and they heard that I'm fishing it, so I mean, I got first place locked up, and I'll probably eat all the chili. So, what's in it for <laughs> <Yeah>. them? <laughs> yeah, beer, right. If they want you the know, beer. <laughs> and it, it's just, uh, you know, I think we had six states fish it last year. Yeah. And um, gosh, I know one year when I was running my old tournament, we had eight different states that traveled to fish this. Wow. You know, people from all over the Midwest, and it's just like it, it was—it's cool, and we just hope, you know, we build this one and get there too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I people got to get on this because you're not like you said—it's not a big area that you're fishing, and there's big gills that are swimming through that in Little Emerson. Your chance to hook an into you one that could potentially get you over two grand is pretty good. So, I weighed. Um, so I ran my tournament three years, right? And then I did the weigh-ins at Tej's first year. So I weighed bluegills four years in a row there, right? Yep. Then plus last year. So it's been five years I've weighed bluegills, and I've yet to weigh a, a true one-pound bluegill in an ice fishing tournament. Now, Blair's was dang close last year, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? pretty close. Yes. I, I The biggest one I weighed one year was like .94. Okay. Yep. Um. I did have a guy pre-fishing one one year that caught a 1.2 pounder pre-fishing, wow. and I'm like, oh my god, you know, I mean, a one pound bluegill, you know, that's like a 10 pound walleye. It's a oh, rare, yeah. rare oh, fish. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you guys have seen them. You look down the hole and you're like, oh my god, that's a 10 inch bluegill, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. you think it's a bass at first, and then <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, oh, oh my god, that is a bluegill. Especially yeah. after, like, I had that the other day when I was on a little lake over here. I was looking down there, and I had a bunch of, like, five or six inches that kept bothering it, and you know you pull it away from them and all that stuff, and all of a sudden, just even, like, a nine-incher comes in compared to what you've been seeing down there, and you're just like, that's a state record. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. like, oh my yeah. gosh, that thing is huge. Yes. You always, I mean, same thing, you're looking down there, and you're thinking, is that, a, is that a bass or is that a bluegill, you know? Like, oh, my God, that's a big bluegill. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now, Ryan, since we've got you on, it, it would be wrong if we didn't talk a little bit about Chad Lorith. <laughs> yes. You got you got any real good stories about Chad that, you know, maybe could embarrass him a little bit? Well, um, 
you know what what I can't figure out he's guided for a long time you know and then like when we were out fishing I was still baiting hooks and taking fish off for him for him and I'm thinking you know how's he doing this during guide trips well he just suckered you into doing it (laughs) well you know that's what I'm wondering is like oh man Hale fell for that one again (laughs) but you know but yeah I've had uh I've had a lot of fun with Chad over the years. He's a good dude, you know, and all of us guides, you know, we might clash at times, you know, but it's best if we all try to get together, right? You know, oh, get for sure. Along, yeah. For sure. You know, That's and, the best for everyone. You know, and Oak Hill, what's nice about Oak Hill is they work with all the guides, you know, just because I work there, I'm not given any special privilege, right? You know, it's just not my guide cards there. We have every guide that wants to bring his cards and can bring them in the store, right? We have a guide night every year where we bring all the guides in and we feed them free pizza and give them some door prizes. So That's cool. You know, I think I'm going to start a guide service. Free pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, what a- kind of pizza abso- are we talking? <laughs> you know, absolutely. And, you know, Chad and I got to go out and hunt doves this year. And uh, Darren Jones and I hunted duck opener. So, you know, we're... We do stuff together outside of the guide life too, you know. Yep. Uh, which is nice, you know. You form, you know, you form some good friendships doing what we do. Well, yeah, you guys see each other out there all the time. You might as well get along with each other. That, that's probably the best case scenario, right? You know, just get along and and uh, yeah, we don't need any added, uh, you know, conflicts or anything, right? Yeah. Well, you know we. We usually start our interviews off with random questions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out I here. I forgot right all now. about that, didn't I? Yeah, you did, but that's all right. I'll, I'll forgive you for that one. Who you, a lot of people might or might not know that you're into powerlifting and everything like that. So who who's gonna win in a powerlifting contest, Burns or uh, Lorith? Oh boy, <laughs> are they the same weight class? That's the big deal, or weight class? You know, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what is. Is there a super heavyweight weight class? We'll call it the guide weight class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, all three of my boys have competed in powerlifting and, you know, started at a young age. And I did my last meet. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of making this about myself, aren't I? No, no that's, well, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's why we've point. got you on. <laughs> <laughs> I did my last meet at age 48. So, six years ago is the last time I actually got out there and competed. And uh, wanted to do one with my youngest boy. And he kept telling me, you know, Dad, come on, come on. So, yeah, we traveled up into Minneapolis and did meet together. So that was fun, you know. Like, what what do you do to get yourself psyched up before you, I mean, like, I mean, are, are you listening to music? Or are you kind of cool, calm, and collected as you go up there? Like, I don't you know, know I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, just trying to get myself to just get up the stairs once we're done with this interview. <laughs> I'm about to pump yeah, up music. That, yeah. I mean, well, don't you have music to go up and down stairs or the bathroom yeah. or the beer fridge or, yeah. yeah. So these, uh, I've been to some, I mean, I've been to some huge meets. I've been out to worlds. My oldest boys won two world champions, uh, no championships. Uh, yeah. And so, um, God, that one year we went out to Vegas, you got like, oh, I don't know, there's 23 different countries left in there, right? So you have interpreters, and it, it's a, you know, it's a big deal. You just don't see this stuff on TV, right? Yeah. Um, all, all you're competing for is a little pride and a trophy or a medal, right? 
So the money stayed out of the sport, so to speak, right? So it's it's not like you're going trying to win, you know, $100,000 or anything. So everybody's cool with everybody. Um, a lot of meets, you can uh, you can pick your music to come out to lift to. It, it's really cool. Um, in in Dubuque, we used to go over there, and they had a they had actual um, a relay up onto a screen. So as you're doing your lift, you know the audience is watching you, and then they had a twenty by twenty foot big old screen so everybody could see you up there too. That's cool. And, yeah, I mean it's cool. I've seen uh, you know you you see some fits of strength that are you know it's just crazy, man. You know, crazy. So yeah. who's winning? Lorith or Burns? Who's 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 winning this? We'll we'll get them on a deadlift right there. They both look like deadlifters. Hmm. Gosh, that's hard. I I don't know. I don't even know who'd win in a fishing contest between those two. What about you know? a, what about a thumb war? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Burnsy's got him, so I, I I'm gonna have to take Doug. Yeah, that's what my guess would be too. Doug just kind of looks like he's built, like he could deadlift. Yeah, you think so? What what's <laughs> what's Loreth? So. What's Chad built for? Chad's built for doing what Chad what Chad does. <laughs> Tapioca and. <laughs> 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 I, I hope you sure whistling, whistling at the nurses. Yeah, we are in tapioca. That's what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, someone's got to do it, right? That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. You know. Um. So hopefully, hopefully, the big thing is is Chad listened is able to listen to this podcast because I I feel like we've been pretty easy on him, right? I I feel like we've been very easy on him. You know, so I'd like to, I'd I like know. to turn up the heat personally. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you think there will be any retaliation? Oh, there always is. That's what we expect. That's 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 what we love about all this is that we expect that from everybody. Yeah, a poor a poor Facebook post and probably, <laughs> yeah, that that's as best as he can do. He'll do some like you know semi professional photo editing skills and stuff like that, but yeah. So <laughs> you know. One of the things I, I want you guys to know I look forward to is when you put those deals on Facebook, I just love it, man. <laughs> that's and that's especially, <laughs> You know, and especially if you're dogging on Chad, I really <laughs> like it. Basically, it, basically it, the highlight of my day. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, it, you know that, that's what it's all about, right? Let's have a little fun. Let's get along. Let's make fun of each other. I mean, I th- that's how life should be, right? That's I right. think if anybody ever went through my phone and saw just <laughs> the amount of pictures that I have of people that I haven't even shared, it's just like, yeah, there's a few that it's just like, no, nah, we're not going to share that one. We'll just send it to that person directly and be like, here you go. Cross the line. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you got to be creative with it too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got to relate somehow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. Awesome, man. You bet. Uh, hey, question for you guys: yeah. How long have you been? How long has this been? You've been doing this two years, three years, three. Yeah, we just hit three years last month. Yeah. Okay, and so um, was it your idea, Matt? Your idea, Scott? Or it's all Scott. Yep. Okay. He he texted me the one day and he said, "What do you think about doing a podcast?" And I was like. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. He goes, "Well, we're gonna to, we're going to." So I already <laughs> ordered the I, stuff. I bought the stuff on Amazon, <laughs> so let's get her going. Because we figured, awesome. We figured we we 
hang out all the time anyways and we talk about fishing and everybody's like is that all you guys ever do is talk about fishing and so scott got the idea of saying hey we might as well record it yep and here we are well so you have had you know guest i mean what's what's your furthest guest away you've had on the show then oh Oh, as far as furthest goes um we've had guys out We've had Wisconsin, Wisconsin, we've had North Dakota, up in northern North Dakota. Don um, Don out in Nebraska. You know, Nebraska. Um we've had Todd Todd from Illinois. Um, okay, yeah. Well so Scott kinda... Scott Brower in New York. Oh, yeah, we, Scott Brower would be our furthest, obviously, yep. out in New York. So that's that's kinda cool, isn't it? Oh, it's very cool. Been amazing. You know, it's a, it's been a good run, right? Yep. And then, so obviously, from day one till now, you've you've seen this grow, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, subscribers or whatnot, are you over a thousand? I mean, how many people are actually tuning in on a deal like this? Um, a couple weeks ago, when we had Don on, uh, we did not hit three thousand listens, but uh, we were we were close, really close. Oh. And Man, so, that's uh, great, guys. Yep. It, it, in the last in the last month and a half, uh, we we you know we started off and we were kind of at you know 250 listens, and then we jumped up to 500 listens, and then we jumped up to a thousand listens, and you know it just slowly but surely has been coming up. But uh, um, the last the last like month and a half here, we've kind of jumped up to the next plateau, and uh, I don't know, it's it's pretty amazing because you know like we, we've said before when when matt and i first started this i think we thought man if we could get 50 listens a week that'd be cool right like, yeah we just thought know, it'd be like 50? local people talk, like <laughs> listening and like oh that's pretty cool but yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy to get messages from people from yeah, all over the country Dakota, georgia yeah georgia, <laughs> georgia. Yep. i mean yeah, really oh yeah. yeah yeah we've got a, a faithful listener down in georgia uh jason who uh grew up somewhere in iowa i believe and um, yeah, he said it reminds him of home, and he listens every week. He chimes in a lot on our Facebook page. Pretty, pretty amazing. Gosh, that's cool. I'm happy for you guys, man. You gotta, gotta love it when a game plan comes together and you, and you see good things happening, right? Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Yep, it's been fun. You know, the other thing we got to talk about is a little bit about ice safety here. Okay. Oh yeah. Right, and so we we have no snow on the ice, right? Right. And uh, so first ice, you know, we need float suits, right? Yep. We need we need ice cleats, you know, spud bars, right? But so here here's where I'm going with this is is Chad still checking that ice with rocks? <laughs> I think he is. I think he is. <laughs> it depends which Chad you're talking about. He doesn't. I don't. He's he, him and Cummings hang out a lot, but I don't think he's on the Chad Cummings level of rock chucking. So. But, but they're both rock chuckers, all right? <laughs> Chad the Chuckers, yeah, that's them. Chad the Chuckers, that's, <laughs> yep. there we go. We, You know, there should be a t-shirt line, Chad the Chuckers, Don't right? tempt me with a good time, I'll make a t-shirt. <laughs> I've been known to make some t-shirts. So if, if, you know, they, uh, you know, do they know that maybe someone's going to run their ice auger on one of those rocks and dole their blades or... You know, do they know that this is not really the right thing to do? Has anyone ever talked to them about it? They're just all about, they're a couple of structure warriors. They're trying to make some structure <laughs> in the lake. 
Yeah. <laughs> they mark them with their GPS and go back and fish over the boulders. Yeah, they all catch a smallie <laughs> off of it in the yeah. summertime, open water. So, well, I guess, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a good game plan. Then as those will sink down to the bottom and, you know, you're right. There's probably going to be a smallie or two on them in the spring then, right? Yep. Yep. Four, four yeah. Four or five years from now, they should have, you know, about a four or five inch pile. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a funny story, guys, if you don't mind. Nope, have right at ahead. it. So, I raised three boys, Cole, Austin, and Caden, right? Yep. And uh, years ago, Cole and Austin, we were good friends with Jerry and Jim Dambaum, right? Okay. They they live in the southwest corner of Lake West Okaboji in Browns Bay. Yep. Well, Cole and Austin had their own boat. Jim used to let them keep their boat right at his dock. You know, they saved their money, bought their own hoist and everything. Well, one year, they decided to take a bunch of rocks from the retaining wall, you know, which cost several thousands of dollars, <laughs> right? R- rolled them off into the dock and built a rock pile there. So, yeah, that, that didn't go over too well in the neighborhood. <laughs> and that was the last year that they had their boat hoist there? <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, you know, you get the story is, uh, I don't care how they get back, but those rocks will get, get back, back on that. Oh, yeah. yeah somebody it, went swimming. Yeah, oh, yeah, they spent a lot of time, uh, and, and it was kind of fun watching the whole thing unfold, you know, picking up these big boulders, and, you know, obviously it's eight, ten foot deep out there, you know. It, yeah, oh. so... <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy story, but so, you know, I come from a long line of uh, not only chuckers but also rock rollers. <laughs> Roll them off the end of the dock. <laughs> yeah. So, however you do it, you know, whether you're throwing them or rolling them, it's it's important for the cover down there, right? That's Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think I remember those guys in that boat. What what what? Didn't they have something written on the side of it? Yeah. So. So that we rebuilt a, a like a little sixteen foot boat, and it, it was called Project Muskie. That's right. That's yep. And they they fished every day. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they they fished every single day, and so all you know they they grew up catching bluegills, perch, and then finally get the stage in their life where they only want to catch muskies. You know, they're throwing chucking big stuff every single day. You know. And Cole, his first summer doing it, he landed five muskies, which to me is pretty impressive. You know, Absolutely, I mean, I, yeah. but yeah, they spent uh, they spent a lot of time, and you know, <laughs> I, I'd I'd be out guiding there. I'd see him buzzing down with their little twenty four five horse tiller right down the middle of that lake. You know, and I was like, yeah, there goes my boys. <laughs> Hell but, yeah! But they could have been doing worse things, right? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, that they sure they were staying out of trouble. Yeah, they were they were just fishing. And they were just rolling sp- rocks off the end of the docks. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and they, like, you know, which you know, innocent kid fun, right? They right. they thought oh, it was a gr- yeah. yeah, they thought it was a great idea at the time, and honestly, I thought it was a pretty good idea. At it the is time a great too. idea, <laughs> but but uh, you know, I don't know where where the chads are getting their rocks from. You know, I mean, are they taking them from shoreline structure too, or? Now they, they got they got people they yeah. got rock people yeah no they're they're going to people's landscaping and and next time you see Cummings just look at his hands they're smooth they get they get the smooth rocks polished <laughs> oh do they they're getting the fancy rocks yeah huh? yeah <laughs> oh great man this is awesome isn't it <laughs> <laughs> all right Ryan uh, golly we 
you know, we, we started off and we, we thought, wow, well, you know, we'll see if we can hit 15, 20 minutes. Well, uh, I think we're closing in on 47 minutes now. So, oh, jeez, uh, nope, yeah, well. nope, that was, that was good. That was good. The people that are, uh, are tuning in are, are tuning in to hear you and they did. So, uh, um, no, that, I think, I think that, uh, worked out. Time flies when you get to get to chat and fishing. Well, Hey guys, I really appreciate you. Let me, you know, be on the show i mean it was fun i appreciate what you guys are doing educating some people and having fun right that's right yeah i don't know about the education <laughs> part but uh. well we we try i just hope we didn't spawn a whole new uh you know culture of rock chuckers and rollers <laughs> you know i kind of worry about that i guess i personally hope we did <laughs> well, that's good i that's drive good. around the lake and see kids pushing rocks off yeah, the dock yeah i'm for that <laughs> Yeah. All right. Hey guys, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me plug the tournament and the guide service and all that. Okay. You bet. You bet. We appreciate it, Ryan. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Yep. Take care. And that was Ryan Hale uh, from over there in the Iowa Great Lakes. And uh, speaking of the Iowa Great Lakes, I got out there fishing on Friday. You did. I did. Uh, I got over there with my brother, Eric. Uh, we went to uh mini is it mini wasta or mini washita i i always say washta but i think yeah it's i'm just calling it mini washita but uh that's the just lake say we really were at. Fast. it's one of those just, one. Just say it really fast just say mini just oh, get a okay. whole bunch uh, of spit uh, in your mouth and then it just yeah like, oh sorry man like i just had too much spit in my mouth i, I just <laughs> took a drink of something but uh no that's where we were over there mini washita mini wasta um Stuart Anderson, our buddy Stuart, and uh, our buddy Blair had both been over there, so we kind of had a little bit of intel. Uh, um, Blair kind of told us a good area to be in, and uh, we got over to that area, and uh, it was cold enough that uh, uh, we weren't going to be doing a whole lot of hole hopping. We drilled three holes, and it, it worked out that we drilled three holes. We flipped over my brother's shack, and both of us sat in the same shack, and uh, we dropped down the Vexlars, and we started going, and you know, we're we're both catching fish, both doing, you know, doing decent, you know, had three, four fish on the ice. Well, not, we, we let everything go, but, uh, um, had three or four fish each. And, uh, um, so then I was kind of like, you know what, I think I'm going to try that live scope deal. And, uh, so I, I, you know, dropped that down cause you know, I, I don't know, in my mind, I kept thinking that this live scope deal was going to be more of a, uh, a search tool. You know, I was going right. to use it when I'm looking for fish. And, uh, yeah, it worked out. Like I said, uh, we had three holes. I was fishing on a hole on the right. Eric was fishing on a hole in the, on the left and we had a middle one open. I dropped that live scope down there and, uh, put it on down view. We were in, I don't know, 15, 15, 16 foot of water or something like that. And God dang it. If that wasn't just the coolest thing in the whole entire world, uh, we both still had our Vexlars down and I don't think I'd ever want to get rid of my Vexlar to, to strictly go with that live scope. Cause the live scope is a second slow, but, uh, not a full second, uh, like a millisecond. But when you're dealing with panfish that are going to come in and tap, tap gone, right. You, yeah, you, you need that millisecond that instant. Yep. Yep. But, uh, so we had that, uh, and, uh, it, it was really cool. I mean, we would see all these fish come in and, you know, we, literally we'd watch fish swim right by me and like dart into eric's and you know without hesitation just smoke eric which you know whatever we'd have one coming the other way but was what was really weird is eric had on the lbj the little black jig and i had on a gold jig and we were both had waxworms on and i caught 
I bet you six to one crappies to him. They liked the gold better. The crappies liked the gold. The bluegills definitely liked the, the black. Dark. Yeah. Eric, Eric, I mean, we, I went, we went on a spell for a little while where I bet you I caught 10 crappies and Eric caught 10 bluegills. I mean, all said and done, I, I got to think that I caught, I don't know, 15, 15 to 20 crappies. And I think Eric caught two. Wow. But Just he, I mean, he was catching, I mean, it wasn't like I caught way more fish than he did. You know I mean? We were, right. we'd both go on little hot streaks, but, uh, he caught way more bluegills and I caught more of the crappies. So I don't know. It was, it was uh, pretty fun. It when was, was when do you think the last time you and Eric fished in the same shack together? <laughs> Long dang time. I bet you it's been six years. Right. Isn't it? You, you kind of, it you was get, a lot of fun. Right. It was a you, lot you of get fun. used to fishing in your own shack by yourself. It, like even when we go out, you know, all of us, we all kind of just pop up our own shacks, move around and stuff like that. But I mean, like the other day I was out with my brother, Brant, and like I said, you know, it was, it was just kind of fun. I mean, you forget, like, it, now I realize why those bigger two-mans are nice Yep. instead of the smaller two-mans because there's not much room for, you yep. know, moving around and all that stuff, but yeah. Yep. You know, the, the poor weather is what forced us to be in the same shack together. We actually had, uh, you know, my shack along too, but it was just like, ah, you know what, like, let's just all, let's both pop into your shack and, and you know, we'll... We'll sit and camp out together, and God dang it, I'm I'm thankful that we did because that yeah. was a lot of stinking fun. Both being in there, I mean, just getting the BS with each other, and you know, any time that you spend three or four hours in a small environment like that with somebody, you almost start talking your own language. It's like yeah. being in the turkey blind with <laughs> yeah. somebody. You know, you start off and you're kind of normal, and pretty soon it's like you've you've started up your own language, your own style of sense of humor, and. I mean, I, I I don't know. It gets kind of goofy, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I I'm I'm glad I'm glad that it worked out that way. And Cal Dang, we I mean we caught a lot of stinking fish. We like I said, we didn't keep any of them, but we caught a lot of nice crappies. Uh, you know, maybe in that twelve twelve and a half range. And uh, Eric caught a couple bluegills that you know had to be over nine. I don't know that any of them would have nosed ten, but I mean. You know, there there'd have been a few that had to be in the nine and a half range where well, you good. pull it up and it's like, all right, that's a right. that's a solid fish right there. So I don't know, it was a lot of fun. I do believe that we had a pike come through on the live scope that that we could see. I think it would have been, you know, probably and and I guess it could have been a walleye or something like that, but would have been in that you know I don't know eighteen to twenty two inch range something uh, because. The live scope's got the grids, and so you can kind of tell, like, oh, that's, you know, a two-foot-long oh, right. fish or whatever. And it was a little bit short of two two foot, but it was a long and skinny fish. And uh, I don't know, just seeing that come through, and I, I thought for sure that it would bite. I mean, hell, it just kind of swam through, and that was the end of oh, that, yeah. and, and uh, she gone. But, uh, no, it, it, is, was, it, it is was fun. It is kind of crazy to, like, be able to see out to the sides further right and see how many fish are really around you yeah i think we had eight eight feet on each side of us and i mean we could tell like oh that's school of crappies coming in you know yeah. i mean legitimate fish stacked up and and uh uh i don't know it was it like you said it's I, pretty I, cool right and then to use the one-two punch of the the vexlar with it and I, it is it's a great idea and you know utilize the tools that you can utilize yep now today, uh, Sunday, we, me and Grady got over, uh, we just went to a little local Lake Pahoya here in Lyon County. 
Um, and we were catching some bluegills, and then my buddy Austin called, and Austin's got a private pond, and uh, he said, hey, we're going to go out there this afternoon. You want to join us? <laughs> Why, yes, we do. And so we came over there, and uh, cow dang it, I mean, this pond has just got some freaking fish in it. They've, they've got big walleye in it. They've got big perch in it. They've got big sunfish in it. They've got big bass in it. They've got wipers in it. And I don't know, every time you go fish out there, it's just like, oh, man. It's definitely uh, a special place. Yep. You know what? Here we are this far. God dang it. I was going to give a shout out to Freedom Brew Coffee at the beginning of this show. And Maybe here that we are. Be your in, good news story. I think it might be my good news story. We're going to talk Freedom Brew Coffee later on. I mean, here probably in the next couple minutes, but I mean, we're <laughs> going to we're going to talk it. Uh Freedom Brew Coffee, that's my buddy Austin and his wife Brianna. Um but whatever. But yeah, Grady caught caught a 13-inch perch today out there at Austin's pond and I'm I'm not going to lie to you. He caught that perch and he's like, "Oh, I caught a big perch." And I went over there and I kind of freaking lost my cool <laughs> because I thought for sure that that was a 25-inch perch. Like, you know when you haven't I I didn't really think it was 25. But you know like when you haven't seen a big perch for a while, well, you know any I mean, fish. Right, any fish. right, right. It, it goes along with about anything like you see it and you're just like, "Oh my god, like that is like whoa." I saw that thing and I said to Austin like that that one's going on the wall and and so i mean i'm i'm 100 percent sure that this thing's going on the wall the thing's freaking huge oh my god like i'm i'm having a slight meltdown <laughs> and uh austin's brother chase man comes running over and and gives me a tape measure and it's like yeah dude like this is gonna you know this is gonna be 14 okay oh yeah it's just a smidge shy of 13 but um yeah okay you know it's not not 14 and a half like you know all of a sudden it's like God, man is it what kind of tape measure are you running here like what that's what it was it was a smidge shy of 13 and uh um but it was grady's personal best perch and uh got everyone's heart going pretty good it was well, fun it definitely does that's like my brother and i over there in south dakota the other day and we were catching i mean all kinds of seven and eight inch perch these little perch and little walleyes yep. and it's just like finally he hooked into one and it was like oh finally you know it's, it's a keeper size i mean we had some that are like ah, oh, do we keep that one or do we not ah oh, no I'll throw it back and finally he caught one and it comes up in the hole and you're like that's a legit keeper and then I, a little bit later i did too and it was just like it's just like whoa and they were probably about 12 inch fish but the difference between a seven and eight inch perch to a 12 inch perch it is it's not yeah there's a big difference i mean they there. start putting on different things it's just like when you see these guys that have pictures of you know a table full of 13 plus inch perch you know 12 to 13 inch perch i mean it's just nuts seeing how different fish get when they get built and it's so it is kind of disappointing you catch a nice fish but you're like disappointed because you think that thing's a monster when you first see it and then you put it on the measuring board and it's just like oh that's pretty good but it's like oh okay it's like i mean it happens it happens with everything you hook into a bass and all of a sudden you're reeling it in or a walleye and you're just like oh that thing is you know oh that's that's gonna be like that's got to be you know almost 30 inches and you throw it on there and it's just like oh 25 or 26 still a great fish but it's just like oh oh i thought it was gonna like i thought it was bigger than that you know like i've never caught a big walleye well two years ago when we were up there in northeast south dakota and i caught a 21 incher through the ice right. and his head started coming through and <laughs> it's right. like oh my you know i got it hi you know yeah. this is a mounter and you know you throw it on the board in 21 inches and it's like son of a gun like 
golly, if that's what a 21 incher looks like, like what the frick does a 30 incher well, look like? But yeah, I, I just I I that happens with pheasant hunting sometimes too. You shoot a rooster and you look at the tail feather and you're like, oh my gosh, that thing's got to be like over 25 inches, and you throw it on a measuring board and it's just like oh, 23. It's yep. like oh, okay, I mean yep. it's still a nice bird, but it's just like here I thought it was like something way bigger. Yep. Nope, I get it. Uh, you got you got a fishing story to tell, or are we moving to oh, good I, news no, stories? I've been getting out over Christmas break quite a bit, yep. almost every day, so yep. that's been kind of fun. I've been hitting up Pahoya. I've been to a couple lakes in South Dakota, and just little fish over there. I haven't really gotten into a real good bite over there. Both days I've went over to South Dakota, it's been windier and all colder and all get out the one lake i was fishing at it was i was fishing in three foot of water and that's always that's always crazy when you're you know used to fishing in something a little deeper and setting the hook and you, you set gotta, the hook you and the fish bangs those, the top you gotta dodge the lure if it <laughs> yeah. comes because i was going after walleyes and i was using rip and wrap oh, yeah. so there's not much to rip when it's only yeah. three foot so you're just kind of sitting there making short little rips with it and you yeah. can hear it rattling down there which is kind of crazy too and these little walleyes would come up and, I mean, they would smack it, but they were too small to, like, really get any, yep. get it. So, you know, you feel them hit, and you set the hook, and all of a sudden that thing would come flying up out of the hole, and it's like, oh, geez, like, watch out. So, yep. no, I haven't been able to get out. So, nothing, no real crazy stories, but, yeah. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully here soon, uh, after this cold weather that we've had, and now we've got a little bit more cold weather coming down the pipe, uh, I think it's safe to say that, uh, um, you know, ice is going to be good everywhere. Uh, I did see up in northern Minnesota a couple spots. Uh, people are still dropping trucks through. Not not quite yet, but right. uh, uh, give it give it another seven to ten days, and and I think we're well. And they they've had a lot of snow up north. Yeah, they got they've had a lot of snow up north the, that makes a big difference. Yep. That that snow's insulating and put yep. a lot of weight up on the top. Uh, but as for us down here, I mean. We're we're really making some good ice down here. It, Definitely it's, are. It's, uh, I mean, we're. I think most most areas are you know probably eight closing in on ten, and uh, um, you know we're going to be at a foot here in no time. And um, yeah, start going nuts with the wheelers, and uh, um, yeah, it won't be long, and you'll see a few trucks out there. I'm sure. Oh yeah. So, all right, uh, moving to good news stories. I just kind of mentioned mine, so I'll just dive right into it. But. Uh, uh, my buddy Austin and his wife Brianna over in Larchwood, Iowa, recently started up a uh, a little drive-through coffee shop there. Um, and if you know where the baseball fields are in Larchwood, Iowa, they are right to the south of there, and uh, it's freaking awesome. Uh, everyone who I've brought there uh, or told to go there tells me how how awesome it is. They don't need to tell me because I know how awesome it is. But uh, and and. So you you got to understand Austin and Brianna. Like every time you go to Austin and Brianna's house, like they're always up to something. Like these guys are always up to something. They're you know like, oh yeah, geez, funny you stopped by, Scott. We just happened to be making homemade ice cream today, or we just you know we just made caramel from scratch and we're making caramel corn, or you know Austin taps maple trees. Austin is a beekeeper. Like. They've always got like the most badass stuff going every time you come there. Like, I mean, you, you can drop by on a Tuesday at 2 a.m. and they got something going. And, and I just, they're, I mean, they're, they're, everything they, they make or do is just, they knock it out of the park every single time. And this coffee shop is no different. I mean, and I, I've been in there the other day. 
well, Matt, you came. You're right. You knew when I was there. But I got to tell you, like, Austin, you know, is showing me around in his coffee shop, you know, which is just like a little 12-foot by, you know, 20-foot cabin or something like that. It's like a little coffee cabin. But, uh, you know, he's he showing me around in there, and, you know, this is they got this in from Italy, and they got this from there and whatnot. Like, they didn't skimp on any no. anything. And, like, the ingredients, they, they're really they're, – they got, like – we're not just throwing freaking Cool Whip on top of your drinks here, boys. Like, we have got real whipped cream, real whipped cream. And I wouldn't expect anything less out of these guys. But, I mean, the, the ingredients are the freshest, the, the best possible ingredients that you can buy. They're not skimping on nothing. Like, I've, I've been there. I've seen it. If you don't believe me, go ask them. I bet you they'll, they'll show you right on in there. They'll bring you right on in there. I guarantee it. But it, you got to go to Larchwood, Iowa, and you got to go to Freedom Brew, the, the coffee cabin i was there the other day i i go there every single weekend even if i got no business <laughs> over there i'm just driving over there it's we're going a- and uh uh i've had the apple cider matt That's you've really had good. the apple cider yeah. son of a gun they knock it out of the park with that and uh, this caramel frappe i think is what they call it see i'm not a big co- like i mean i'm just a straight black coffee guy but right but i i get like- into this other right. stuff when 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 and like I'm just getting excited talking about like, it. I'm you talk- might have had a few cups before you started <laughs> talking about it. I'm jacked up about yeah. this. Like I'm passionate about this. Like these are <laughs> these are my buddies, and and like I'm pumped up that they're freaking rocking this. Yeah, it is pretty and, cool. Uh, um, Always yeah, seems like a line when you go oh, by. Oh God, there. they they think they're going to be open till two. Well, they're open till four thirty because right. the line never quits. Yeah, and uh, I'm telling you, you got to go to Larchwood, Iowa. If you can find the baseball field, if you come in right any, any direction, nine, right there. any direction, you're gonna find it. Just go south of the baseball field, and uh, you'll you can't miss it. And uh, tell them Scott Sturman sent you. Tell them tell them you heard about us on the Midwest Angler podcast. Me and Grady went there the other day, and they were playing the podcast in there. That's awesome. And I told them I was gonna I was gonna mention them on here. And I had to wait all the way till the end of episode 153 for the good news story, but. <laughs> And I, yeah, there's a plug. There was a five minute plug on the, <laughs> on that coffee shop. I bet you we'll talk about that coffee shop again next week. But we'll definitely will. We definitely will. It's a great. Place. I was in there the other day, and Matt comes. I I, I snapped it, and yeah. Emily told you or something. You guys are on the way back from Sioux, Sioux, Sioux Falls, Falls yeah. and all of a sudden, dun, 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 it was like nine on, o'clock at night yeah, or something. Knock on the door and uh, or knock on a window, and we've got curtains there, so we can't see out. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, holy moly, like, we're going to have to grab for a gun? Like, this <laughs> dang coffee shop about to get held up? Like, you don't even want to know what was about to get shot at you. That was <laughs> what I was worried about. I was like, I told Emily that. I was like, you don't know these guys, so I got to <laughs> just make sure that we're not, like, busting in or anything like that. You can that. bet your ass Freedom <laughs> Brew is freaking Second Amendment friendly. <laughs> just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that would have been crazy. <laughs> but uh no that's you guys had some of that apple cider you know what it is yeah it was really good it was really dang good yeah all right sorry sorry that i went on a tangent there guys i, I don't know how i top that you can't you, you can't i can't you might as well tell them that the apple cider is good <laughs> it is it's really damn good yeah. so that that it's, is that, yep. that's your good news story go that, that apple cider is really i can't top good. it you I mean, can't can. you can't i don't know how with long that much, i talked that I, much excitement on there i mean it's just like it's contagious so i'm i was pumped to have that apple cider i'm truly telling you guys though like this this is the one it's worth the drive from wherever you are i don't care if you're if you're sitting in wisconsin right now you got to come to this coffee shop that's right so all right guys uh thanks for thanks for putting up with that uh 
me yakking for for five ten minutes about coffee at least it wasn't gas station pizza but that's next <laughs> week um thanks for tuning in to episode 153 we will see you next week on episode 154 later <laughs>